Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my new co-host. Super excited to introduce him today. We got Jordan from JMX Sports on TikTok. Super excited to have you on as the new co-host. Um, you know, potentially a great future for the rest of this podcast. I'm ready to get this thing going. Um, obviously, today, the uh, reacting to the very unfortunate loss against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens improved to 8-4, and four, and obviously the Broncos fall to... An embarrassing, horrible three-night record, to say the least. Uh, first of all, Jordan, how are you doing? How are you feeling after this loss? Um, how are you feeling? Um, I'm doing great. I mean, I had better days. Obviously, yesterday was pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, but I am glad to be on the podcast, and it's going to be a good future. I'm yes, excited. sir. Yes, sir. Excited as well. Um, we got lots of great episode and episodes and content coming up for you guys. Um, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, obviously, lots of, lots to go over for this game. Um, just another week where it felt like it was the same story and, you know, the same, you know, formula that we've seen from the Broncos offense and defense from the last few weeks. Um, we can go ahead and just start off with the main takeaways. Obviously, another week where the offense just absolutely terrible. They were two of 13 on third down in this game. They did not same. enter the red. Yeah. And, and that did not enter the red zone at all. The entire game. That's just I don't think I don't think you've ever seen this. There was a stat. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like there's never been a team in NFL history, the Super Bowl era, where a team has gotten two interceptions and has never entered the red zone and only scored 10 points. Teams were 0, 0 and 220, 206, I believe, something like that. And the Broncos made that the one team that they, that could not win and could not score more than 10 points when getting those two picks and not entering the red zone. This is, this is just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, for starters, I'm tired of being on the wrong side of history. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I looked at it yesterday. I watched the game. I mean, we had uh, two interceptions, four sacks, and we forced. And Lamar Jackson got hurt. Our defense only gave up ten. I mean, the offense. It's like um, I really haven't seen anything like this before. Like in my history watching the NFL, and yeah. I, I kind of hate that it's my team. But I mean, um, it, it's horrible. I mean, you. I mean, watching the game, it's like they're trying to build momentum with the run game that's not there. It's not. Like, we're all injured. Latavius Murray and Mike Boone, I mean, we're terrible on third downs. It's like, I don't even know what they're calling on third down. It seems like every time a third down comes, third and short, they just, like, Russ can't figure it out. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. Yeah, this team just, it felt like yesterday, they did not know how to convert on third down and save their lives. And beginning of the game, it was multiple third and two, third and one. And they just can't, they can't do anything to figure out how to convert. And also, I thought the play calling at third down was atrocious yesterday. It was some of the worst, you know, situational play calling I've seen in my entire life. And this was probably like um, one of the worst games, probably if the worst game I've seen, like by an offense in my life. It, it, it just doesn't get worse than this. Yeah. Um, obviously, all field goals. Yeah, um, it just seems like every week I just tell myself, you know, it can't get any worse, and then it does get worse. I mean, when your defense, n- not even just accounting at all the injuries we have on defense to begin with, and our defense is still playing to me at an extremely high level. We're allowing 10, 10 points. I mean, we've only allowed t- over 20 points three times this season. I think, yes, three times this season our defense has given them more than 20 points, and we've won none of those games. So, I mean, it just sucks. Um, I mean, it just seems like even if we sniff in the red zone, we either get sacked, penalties, or just just can't – you just can't convert. And then just obviously not being aggressive in certain situations. I mean, you're 3-8 and eight going into the game. 
the you know your defense playing at a high level. They don't hire their quarterback. It's fourth and one and fourth and two. You elect to go field goals with Russell Wilson at quarterback. I mean, I, I get the logic of it. I just feel like, I mean, you have nothing left to lose. I mean, the, the season's yeah. pretty much already over. I just feel like you got to be aggressive in certain situations. But um, yeah, yesterday was awful. I mean, I, I don't blame the defense one bit. I mean, what can you do? I mean, you've, you've held them to, what was it, like three points the entire game, and then the last drive they get in. I mean, it's bound to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, we can only really give the offense six points total yesterday because the Justin Simmons pick, he fell down. It probably should have been a pick six, but, you know, we can't – we're not going to sit here and bash the defense because it would be terrible to do that when the offense is playing like this. But um, when he got that interception, the Broncos only could pick up, like, I don't even think they got a first down that drive. They hit the field goal. So um, you really can only give the offense like six points yesterday, which is crazy. Um, And when your defense is only allowing 10 points and, you know, three, like you said, three points up until that final drive, you you can't put this on, you can't put this on the defense. Um, The one one thing I will say that the the defense has been, you know, if there is like a, you know, a blemish on their side, um, I feel like this season, whenever the offense is in position to win the game, the defense is always letting him, you know, score, get the touchdown, the field goal, whatever it is, which, you know, I know the offense has always put him in a terrible position, so you can't really blame them for that. But it just feels like this team, this team as a whole doesn't really know how to finish games. Um, and the offense just makes that, you know, a hundred times worse for the defense. Yeah. Um, also, going to your point about the defense to allowing scores, I mean, the biggest part of the – I say the biggest hole on our defense is our run defense, but a lot of that is because we have no Ernie Gregory. Jonas Griffith is out. And, yeah. um, you know, we lost Bradley Chubb. And, I mean, the, the guys who come in have done great, but, it's you know, it's not the same impact. Um, but to, you know, go back to the offense. I mean, you look at yesterday when Corlin Sutton, he didn't play the entire second half, so we were out there with Brandon Johnson and Kento Hinton who started the season on the practice squad. And for some reason, they just stopped going to Greg Dolchik in the second half. I have no yeah. idea why. They went to him, I think, once, and it was one of the biggest plays. But, I mean, if you just look at it, it's just stagnant. They 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 give Latavius Murray all these touches. They throw it to him. They give it to him out the backfield multiple times, and then they try to get Mike Boone going. And we have third-string offensive linemen out there. It's just – I just don't know what they're thinking going into the games. I don't know what Russ, Hackett, Kubiak, I, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, obviously, going into a game, you know you're limited at receiver. You know you're limited at running back. But you just – I don't know. They just can't – they just can't seem to figure it out. It's been that way all year long. Yeah, it feels like they're just, you know, playing from a script that they know isn't going to work in the second half. And when it doesn't, they it feels like there's no adjustments that are made. And it feels like, you know, Hackett, Kubiak, and the offensive staff are really, you know, like um, stubborn to change, you know, their approach and what they want to do with play calling, you know, their script, you know, even the situations, they, it just feels really awkward. Like they, they don't know how to adjust to the moment. And that's, that's not even what you would want for like a, a college coaching staff, let alone NFL staff. So, um, to get to get Hackett out of here sooner, it'd be better. Um, because at this point, like, what what serve, what purpose is he serving? Yeah, I mean, um, he's not doing anything. I mean, he's not controlling the clock. He's not calling any plays. He's he's lost the locker room. I'm pretty sure no one is even engaged with Hackett anymore in that locker room. And so he's really just holding a challenge flag out there. I mean, he's not really doing anything. So I mean, I, I was with firing him after we lost to Carolina. That yeah. atrocity. But I mean, um. He's probably going to finish the rest of the season, and I don't see us really winning another game. I mean, you got maybe the Cardinals, maybe, but other than that, I don't see us winning another game this season. 
Yeah, I've even even if you know, I, I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray returned, but let's say their their backup was in there, I'd still probably would be betting on the Cardinals because at this point, what what do I like? What do I have to believe that this offense is going to go out there and score more than nine points anymore? Like at at one point, sixteen is what we were uh, hoping for, but now it's more than nine points. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, offense also it's it's a lot of injuries. I think that um, I'll say that. Losing Tim Patrick was huge because I think when he's on the field, he's our most reliable wide receiver. I think Cortland Sutton is the best wide receiver, but I think he is the most reliable. I mean, we lost him, but I mean, we still had that fire. But I think, um, I think where everything started taking a turn, really for this season was the first game. I mean, I, I went back and rewatched the whole Seattle Denver game, and we had a different attitude. And I think the attitude shifted when Hackett basically pulled Russ out and said, we're going to try a 63 yarder for the win. I mean, we like our attitude going into that game was, okay, we're a contender. Like we're going to compete for a Super Bowl. And after that game, you just look at our attitude every single game. It just gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, it's just, and then to top it on that, you got the injuries and then you got just the horrible play call on top of it. Yeah. We're not going to win another game. And it it sucks because Seattle's going to probably get a top three pick, but I mean, the, the only bright side is um, the 49ers could possibly start losing games. But other than that, I mean, this offense so bad. It, it's been so bad. It cost us Bradley Chubb. You know, we had to get rid of him because we were going to be so bad and we didn't have a first-round pick. So it's, just, it's terrible. Yeah. Obviously, news came out yesterday that Jimmy G fractured his foot. So now Brock Purdy is going to be the guy the rest of the way. I personally had the 49ers as my NFC uh, winners this year. Um, that That's going to obviously change Mine now. Too. Yeah. Um, you know, now now that uh, Jimmy G's out, obviously that changes. I'm looking more at the Cowboys, actually. Um, believe it or not, I kind of I, I don't know. I believe more of them than uh, than the Vikings, actually. Um, but, you know, going away from that, hopefully, you know, prayers to Jimmy G, but hopefully they can start losing games now <laughs> up that draft pick. Yeah, because um, I'm really I'm really looking at, you know, um, I really want to start looking at these uh, draft pieces when I get, you know, someone more in the mid range than opposed to, you know, we just had the 25th overall pick before this week. Um, so that's not ideally what, what we wanted. But now it looks better for us in that sense. Um, yeah, just overall yesterday, at the beginning of the game run defense was incredible, but then it, you know, uh, slow, you know, slowly, I don't, I mean, the defense was really good the whole game. Um, but then, you know, the run game on our side was, it was pretty effective in the big, like the first quarter. And then after that, it really, it really went downhill and, you know, it, I don't know, it just felt like a Bronco, the Broncos were sticking to a script that they weren't really going to, you know, get points out of. Also, it felt like, like you said early on, they were using Latavius Murray in a very weird way. It was like they – it felt like they are almost using Latavius Murray in like a, a CMC kind of man, role. Man, man, you took the words out of my mouth. I've been saying that for weeks. I, I don't – I really don't get it. Like it was the game we played Carolina, and it's just kind of like we gave them the ball seven straight times, passing it to him, throwing it to him. I'm like, who do they think Latavius Murray is? I mean, it's, it's, no, <laughs> it's no disrespect to him, but it's just like, come on, man. I mean, also a lot of it has to do – I mean, our offense is predictable. We're going to run it on yeah. first down. Um, and it took what makes it so bad is second down, too. Because second down, it'd be set, like you run it on first down, our average yards is probably going to be like two, three yards from a run. Then they run it again on second down. Now it brings up a third and long, and now the defense knows, okay, they're going to pass it. It's just, it's too predictable. In a team like Baltimore, you're not going to fool it, you're not going to fool them. Yeah. So, yeah, just not really much else to say when you can't get into the end zone as an offense. It's like, how, how, you know, 
how are we supposed to do anything? I know the Raiders yesterday, they won, and it was, there was a, a big point in that game against the Chargers where they hadn't reached the end zone at all, but they're at least scoring, you know, long touchdowns with, you know, Devontae Adams and, you know, putting points on the board. But, yeah, it I don't know. It just doesn't get worse than this for an NFL offense. Um, Broncos dropped this one 10 to 9, and it doesn't look like there's any much more hope for the rest of the season. We just kind of kind of look forward to, uh, you know, preying on the 49ers downfall and um, hoping that hack gets let go soon. Um, obviously, we can start looking at the head coach candidates and whatnot. Um, also, going to the special team side, the Broncos need a punter extremely badly because this, this is just I, – I can't watch Corliss Waitman go out there and punt another ball again. This dude punted 35 yards. I've seen high schoolers punt farther than that. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Special teams, the Broncos have been terrible in special teams for really most recent years. I mean, we can't really get any yards on returns. Our punt, we, we haven't had a, I think our best punting situation was Sam Martin, and we just let him go, just by, and we brought yeah. in Corliss Wayman, and he's been terrible, just to say the least, he's been terrible. I mean, Brandon McManus, I like McManus, but I mean, I just feel like we have a lot of confidence in him. I mean, I mean, I understand in the Baltimore game, letting him try that field goal, but I just feel like we have a lot of confidence in him and we're, we're paying him a lot. I feel like I feel like he could be a guy that could be possibly let go soon. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, sp- special teams has just been a disaster. I mean, offense, special teams just been horrible. Montreal, I mean, we brought in Montreal Washington hoping that he would bring some type of burst, and that has not happened at all. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, Montreal's, this whole special team's just been super underwhelming. And I'm glad you brought up the, the BMAC thing because I was actually thinking early this morning, like, and I saw some people posting on Twitter a little bit how, you know, BMAC has been a little disappointing. And I know we put him into some certain situations that have been tougher and really not many kickers are put into, but I don't know. Me personally, I, I'm not too, ha- I'm not too thrilled with the way BMAC has been this season. I feel like some of those kicks were paying him to make those kicks. And I, I understand there's 63 yarders and, you know, obviously those are Justin Tucker kind of kicks, but I don't know. To me, BMAC hasn't really been what we wanted him, wanted him to be. And I could very much see George Payton going and looking for a young kicker this offseason, actually. Yeah. I mean, um, I remember when, I think it was when Vic Vangio was a coach and, it was like at halftime and it was like a long field goal and he was going to send McManus out, but he didn't. He brought him back on the sideline. McManus got really mad. He started throwing his helmet. He started screaming on the sideline. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I like the attitude. Let's actually give him some kicks. And we've, we've been trying to give it to him. He's just, he's not a clutch kicker. I mean, he'll nail it sometimes, but sometimes he'll miss it, but clutch kicker, he's not that. And I've been saying it that I think we need to go get another kicker, but I mean, it's not really the biggest of our problems, yeah. but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up bringing him back because I mean he is a he is the, one of the captains on the team. He's been there since we won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him. Yeah, he is on like a multi multi year deal right now. I'm pretty sure it's like a four year deal that he signed like last year. So, um, it's either he's gonna take a pay cut or he's gonna be gone. So, um, I think we could very well uh, see a whole new special teams next year. Actually. Um, I, I don't even know if Dwayne Stukes' job is safe, to be honest. Um, it, you know, we want to see we want to see better improvement out of the special teams. You know, the offense; those are two big areas that we need to see improvement out of. Um, coach, coach candidates, just want to hear your opinions on it. What, what do you What do you think, and who do you have your eyes on? My ideal, I mean, realistically, I mean, obviously, we're not going to get somebody like Sean Payton. Um, yeah. I was looking at it. I've I've heard that teams have been monitoring Jim Harbaugh. I would love Jim Harbaugh because I think we need a coach 
I think we need a coach that's gonna it's gonna bring some type of fire. I, um, but I I would love Jim Harbaugh to this team. I feel like he would change the culture around. I feel like he would he him and Russ would connect because I mean he's dealt with good quarterbacks before. You know, Colin Kaepernick. Um, if I had to go any other route, I'd say Frank Wright because I mean. Out of the head coaching spot, we don't really need much. We just need somebody that has common sense. Somebody that's um, – I'm going to say somebody that's common sense. I mean, because I feel like we could hire an offensive coordinator that can fix the offense in the, in the offensive mind of head coach will help too. But I feel like Hackett was just so bad at everything else. Like, he was bad at play calling, but everything else as well. He was just – it was really bad. So I feel like Frank Reich, those two will probably be my top uh, two. Um, the third option, I'd say promote Evero. And then just hire some some you know really good offensive coordinator somewhere you know just bring in somebody that can help fix offense. But I think for, as far as the head coaching goes, we just need somebody that just can do the little things that you know just has common sense and won't run a fullback sweep on third and one. Yeah, I um at this point um yeah I do like someone that brings some fire and change the culture. That's a big thing. I'm looking for someone as a head coach who's going to have, who's going to, you know, want to focus more on being a head coach than rather having to fo focus on, you know, calling the plays, you know, putting together the offensive game plans and all that. Like he can help with that, but I would like a head coach that can be a head coach for once. Cause it feels like for the last, you know, I don't know how long we've had head coaches that have had to call plays. Um, Vance Joseph called defensive plays. Vic Fangio called defensive plays. Nathaniel Hackett called offensive plays. Absolutely disaster. And you can just go on and on and on. Um, you know, Gary Kubiak is probably one of the only guys who could actually do it. So um, it's going to take a lot. And the reason he was able to do it is because he had experience previous to that. He had a lot of experience. And so I, I, me personally, I'm liking Frank Reich as the number one option. Um, if we're bringing someone in that has fire and passion, um, who's relatively young, D'Amico Ryans is someone who I like a lot. Um, that I've talked a lot about. And then the third one, I can think you could put, like, like I said on one of our previous episodes, um, I got those guys as my one and two, and then you can put a decent gap between two and three, and my three would be Dan Quinn. Um, I, I know we we say we want someone with experience, but what, what we've seen from him, him as an experienced head coach isn't what I really, really want here. Um, it isn't the most exciting option, but his relationship with George Payne is very appealing. Um, there obviously is a lot of history and experience there together. Um you know, maybe maybe it'll work out here in Denver. Obviously, he's a great coordinator. I mean, he's one of the best coordinators and coaches in the league. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you're 100 percent right. We need somebody that's just gonna focus on being a head coach. I mean, because you you look at it, we are the most pen. I think we're still the most penalized team. I don't know if we dropped down to two or three, but that's coaching. I mean, when you, I'm in the Carolina game, it was absolutely horrible. We were in the red zone and penalty after penalty after penalty. It just seems yeah. like we just the game against the Chargers on prime time. It was just all those pass interferences, all these false starts, holding calls. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, we just have to clean up the little stuff first. I mean, going into the season, I don't know. They were – I guess they were just too, you know, focused strictly on the offense and just thought everybody else would do their jobs. But, I mean, it hasn't looked good. I mean, they're only – the only good thing on this team that we've seen is the defense. And I feel like um, – I don't really think hiring a defensive-minded head coach would be the way because I feel like that's a lot of heads to butt, you know, with him and Evero. But I will say if Evero gets, like, a coaching job somewhere else because he's going to get interviewed. Yeah. Um, then I feel like a D'Amico Ryan and Dan Quinn would be great. Yeah, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's Avero have they have the experience together, and you know, if D'Amico Ryan's was to have a great start to his career, um, obviously Denver wouldn't be the most reliable or you know attractive spot. But if he wanted to come here, um, he could focus on just being a head coach and potentially shifting a franchise. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different options there. I, but go back to what you said. I feel like George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett really went into the season feeling more comfortable with this roster than they probably should have. And I feel like the depth here is actually a lot more concerning and lackluster than what a lot of, you know, not only the staff, but, you know, fans thought, um, I don't know. It just feels like when we have that next man up mentality, those guys just don't step up to the occasion. And, um, the the guys that who, who really do contribute to you know us scoring points in the past they're all injured now so um i don't know i just feel like george payne di- didn't do um as good of a job you know finding veterans and depth to fill those voids um and i just feel like experience is the number one thing we are missing this year um and it it really showed to hurt us yeah um i think that on the defensive side the depth was there. I, I think the depth is there on the defensive side. Offensive yeah. side, that's a completely different story. I'll say um, on the defensive side, you know, you got guys. We trade. I, I really like the Jacob Martin trade. He's been he, he's been really good. Um, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Baron Browning, all those guys have stepped up. You look at uh, Alex Singleton, he stepped up. Matt Mathis. Um, but I, on the offensive side, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not a lot of depth. I mean, you know, we had the four receivers going in. Tim Patrick gets hurt. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler gets dinged up. When you look at tight end, Albert O was just a huge letdown. He and he's not even playing anymore. He's healthy scratches every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they thought that they were ready on the offensive side. I thought I, I think that Hackett thought talent would bail it out a little bit. But I mean, when you, you got the first few weeks of the season, KJ Hamler doesn't really see the field. He has like one catch through five games. I mean, Jerry Judy isn't really getting involved. I mean, Russ is just throwing a coil and sudden. I think a lot of it more had to do with the the actual scheme of things, then I'll say depth on offense, even though we don't have a lot of it, but I feel like more of it is on the scheme because it's just, we were healthy those first few weeks. And then we just, re- we were relying on Javante, 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 and then Corlin Sutton, Corlin Sutton, Corlin Sutton. And it was just those two guys. And then once Javante went down, then the offense really had no identity. It's just Russ. It's just, we have to bank on Russell Wilson making a play every single play. And with the play calling that he was given, it's just, it hasn't worked out. Yeah, and it feels like there's just no contingency or backup plans for that, honestly. Um, we even saw yesterday, I mean, the offense didn't really do much in the first half, but the second half they did absolutely nothing with when Corliss Sun went down. Um, and they need to do a better job of incorporating, incorporating Jerry Judy because he had four catches for 65 yards yesterday, and all, basically all of that was on one drive, and it, it accumulated in, um, in a field goal. So well, it really should have been a touchdown. Um it, yeah, it, it just it just doesn't make sense. The Broncos are also very lucky to have Greg Dulcich. I was thinking yesterday during the game when he, he kept catching those, you know, 25, 30 yarders. I was like, dude, imagine him in like an Andy Reid offense or just any other offense. Do people would be raving about him right now, calling him the top five tight end in the league, probably. Yeah. This would, dude's yeah. insane for his age. Yeah, it, it's his speed and the way he moves, but he he has really good hands too. Um yeah. It seems like that's the only guy that they had gotten right. I think I think what also set them back was I think that they were going to going with the approach before the season started to put Corlin Sutton on the outside, Patrick on the outside, and kind of move Judy into the slot role. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think Judy would be better than a, in a slot than on the outside. And I think once they moved him outside, they didn't know what to do. I, I'm, yeah. I honestly think they had no idea what to do. Once Tim Patrick got hurt, they had to move Jerry outside. I mean, because you can kind of tell because, I mean, KJ, he got no reps. He had absolutely no reps. We were Montreal, Washington, and then Albert O wasn't – I don't know how they didn't see in, in camp that he obviously wasn't the guy. So, yeah. I mean, I think that that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, it, it just felt like once Tim Patrick went down, um, they didn't like you said, they didn't really know what to do. I heard a lot, uh, like a lot of buzz in the offseason that he was like uh, Russell Wilson's number one target, actually, in the offseason. It wasn't Cortland Sun or Jerry Judy. Yeah. Um, and they really were planning on, you know, making him the guy in that offense, making him the wide receiver one. And in previous years, you know, that's that was the right decision because he's been that reliable guy. He's been the guy to, you know, be the reliable target for Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's just he's a guy that you could put any quarterback in this offense. And Tim Patrick's probably putting up nine hundred a thousand yards. So. I mean, he did go a whole season without dropping the pass. Pro football focus had graded him high. I mean, he was. I mean, he, he was really Mr. Reliable. I mean, him going – and you could tell from the videos that, you know, Russ posted that I really hate that he posts everything. But, I mean, all, all the videos he posted working with the receivers, his main guy was Tim Patrick. Mm -hmm. So I knew him going down. I was like, like all right, I mean, we still got KJ, Judy, and Sutton, but obviously they didn't have a rapport with him like that. I mean, it just it, – it's unfortunate. I think next, I think, I think next year – um, I think the Broncos, you know, everybody talks about building through the draft, but I mean, if you look in years past Denver, like within the LA days, we built through the draft, but the Manning days, we kind of built through free agency a lot. And I think, I think that's the way that we might have to go. It's going to be hard with Russ's contract, but I, I think that we have to just try to at least sign some bigger free agents, especially on the offensive line. I think that that's where main, mainly we need to go get a linebacker, but I, I think drafting, drafting depth should be the way to go. The moving forward i think that i mean because we're obviously been the most injured team for three years we've been i mean look at us now we have the most players on ir we're paying most of our money is going to the players on ir so i think that in the draft you know you can go offensive line but like in the later rounds i like to see those depth picks those corners those safe yeah you know those corner safeties wide receivers that's where i think we need to go yeah, on offense, too, I really want to see us bring in some veterans because I don't know really what George Payne was thinking, making this such a young offense around your 34-year-old quarterback who wants a Super Bowl like now. Um, and then also getting a really, you know, young offensive minded head coach. And I, I like, I like the idea of getting offensive minded head coach. I think all of Broncos country can attest to that. And that's what they wanted. Um, but it just in hindsight, don't really understand the sense behind that hire. Um and just the fit between them, we could talk all day about that. It wasn't, doesn't really mesh well. Um, but just overall, that offense, just lack of experience. And it's like, how much can you really put that on Russell Wilson when your entire offense doesn't even really have the playbook down? You know, Daniel Hackett's playbook down. And then, you know, there's just not much experience there in the depth. I mean, there's, like you said, there's like second, third string, you know, offensive linemen there. Um Panthers in the, the Ravens game, this is the first time all season that we had the same starting offensive line. Just let that sink in for everybody listening to this. That's that's insane. I don't think any other quarterback's going through what he's going through. I mean, who's starting at left tackle now? Is it Fleming? Cal Calvin Anderson. Oh, Fle Calvin Fleming's Anderson. Right, yeah, Fleming's right tackle. And the center is Glasgow. Is it Glasgow? Yeah, yeah it's Glasgow yeah. now. Yeah, See, yeah. We, we, we don't even know at this point because it's different I mean, every week. Well, the thing about Glasgow, he can't even stay healthy. That's part of the reason why he got benched because he couldn't stay healthy. I mean, you yeah. still, I think Miners is healthy. He's he's healthy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's healthy. So you got him and Rodner. But I mean, other yeah. than that, yeah, I mean, the offensive line just it. I mean, it was good early on, but it's ever since you know Bowles got hurt and you know all those tackles, it's just been it's been terrible. I mean, Russ. I mean, if you really watch the games, Russ is evading and he can't really evade him. He's got that partially torn hamstring, torn lat mm -hmm. in his shoulder. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a lot of quarterbacks got to go through that bad that bad of an offensive line. 
Yeah, and I was watching a few plays yesterday, and I I, I can't wait to go over the film. Um, Graham Glasgow was getting blown up through this uh, the middle of the offensive line. This dude looks silly as hell. I gotta I gotta you know roll back some some uh you know the highlights, but yeah, he was getting blown up a few times, getting put on his ass basically. But um, yeah, lot lot you know lots to you know not be happy about this team, but obviously. Hopefully there's a future where, you know, George Payne can finally construct something on offense and find, find the, finally find a head coach for this team. Um, Cause it's really what this team needs right now. And it just feels like this culture is, you know, just hit rock bottom, to be honest, since the Peyton Manning days. Um, it, and obviously um, Russell Wilson was talking in his press conference yesterday about how he just, you know, he hates this losing feeling. Now it feels like we finally got something like human out of him. Um, I would have to pull up the, you know, the direct quote, but um, he, he was just uh, basically he said, uh, I've never really lost many games like this. It's a new feeling, one I don't like. Um, I never want to experience this again. I like that he said that. Um, and he says we have to figure out how to not experience this as a collective group. I, I like that he said that he's putting accountability on this entire organization and team. Um, you know, it's great to see, you know, a quarterback take the fault, you know, take the, um, the you know, the hits, but um, you know, he's really, he's really putting this organization on notice and not just them, but J- George Payton as well. Um, hopefully we can get this thing turned around because, you know, Russ just turned 34 a few days ago. And, you know, I want to say time is running out, but he's, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, it's got, it's got to be like soon. So. Um, yeah. Um, I gave us when we got him, I said, I think we have a, a real shot within these next three years. And it's probably going to look like, it might take a little longer than that. I will say that, with 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 Russ, I feel like him and George Payton, they have to talk about mainly the weapons. And I feel like getting we have to get a weapon. Some something has we have to get something else implemented in this offense because I, I don't really see us bringing. I think one of those receivers is going to end up going for draft capital. I think that um it's going to be sad to see one of them go, but I have to pick one. It's most likely going to be Jerry Judy. I'm going to see I, I can see Jerry Judy being disgruntled and possibly wanting to leave after a season like this. All the hopes and all you know, all the highs in the offseason, all the talk, and then you just come out and you're not even averaging 15. I mean, it's just kind of I would see that happening, but I feel like you're right. George Payton and them, they got to do a better job. I think that Everything, the focus needs to be on offense. I mean, obviously, you know, you got to worry about defense, bringing some guys back. But I think the focus has to be on the offense, Bring, bringing in new guys, veterans, like you said, better help on the offensive line. Just surround Russ with pieces that are championship ready. Yeah, and it's like, how much longer are we going to constantly go through these losing seasons, especially with Russ? Because when, when you have a defense this dominant and playing this well, you know, top three easily, um, it's it's very hard for them to cons- like consistently put up these numbers and play this dominant over you know the next five years or so. It, it's going to be a matter of time before some guys are going to leave as free agents or they might be traded, just like Bradley Chubb. And you know it's hard to like keep these all these guys with your salary cap, especially when your quarterback's making two hundred forty five million. So um, you really got to take advantage of the way the defense is playing. And then also on top of that, Evera might be leaving. So. You know, you know, you know, we really, we really got to figure this thing out on offense, and it's going to be really hard because um, eight touchdown passes from your, you know, potential Hall of Fame quarterback, and you know this touch, this offense putting up, uh, you know, probably like five touchdowns or more this whole season. I mean, that it's just really hard. It's going to be really difficult to rebound, um, and you know, that's kind of what we're looking forward to is seeing someone, a new head coach leader come to this team and really turn this thing around. Cause that's really what Broncos country needs right now. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I agree with literally everything you just said. I mean, I'll say that it's been it's been a rough last few years. Yeah. Um it's been really rough. But I mean, I think that better times are coming. I I have to admit, I mean, I don't think you can go any lower than this. I mean, we're at a NFL all-time low of offense since the year 2000 when the Browns averaged 10. We're averaging 14. And, I mean, I, I think our defense our defense is championship ready. I think it's been that way for some years. Um, I mean, I, I would love us to promote Evero so we don't lose him because I don't want to lose him because I feel like we're just going to have to go through a whole new defensive scheme. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think times are going to get better. I think once we get a new coaching staff in here, Russ can help change the culture to a winning culture. Like he, like, you know, it was supposed to be this season, you know, changing the culture to a winning culture. But all I can say is I think that, I mean, it, it can't get any worse than this. It, it really can't. Yeah. I, at this point, the season's, you know, definitely over um, three and nine, just not what we wanted um, for all Broncos country listening. You guys do not deserve this. We have been through so much, you know, so much crap over the last, you know, six years or so since Peyton Manning left. Um, so, you know, hopefully like, you know, Jordan said, you know, better days are ahead. You know, we're just um, hope, hoping for a big turnaround next season. Um, obviously, we got the Chiefs this week. So praying for any kind of um, well, I'm at least praying that we score, you know, a touchdown or something, you know, give us some hope. Um, at the rest, rest of the season, I just want to see Russ, Russell Wilson play good. I don't care if we lose because the season's over um, and it isn't impacting, you know, um, a draft pick for us. I mean, it's at this point, Seahawks are going to have, you know, a top 10 pick regardless um, or pr probably top five. But, um, you know, right now, I just want I just want to see Russell Wilson play good. That's really, really what we want to see out of this offense. Um, anything else you want to you touch on? Um. Yeah, I want to say um I think um going into next season I think that um going into next season I think another one of the spots on the team that we're gonna have to reevaluate I mean obviously outside of Patty Shortan is gonna be corner because I think with Ronald Darby tearing his ACL I think he's not gonna be back I I don't know if he's been playing that much I haven't really been seeing him OJ Moutier has he been playing Oh AJ, OJ Moutier he's been inactive yeah, for a while now Yeah he hasn't been playing I think that um. I think that we need to go probably get another corner. I think that's another position that we need to, you know, solidify and fortify, especially going into next season. Because, I mean, Mathis has been good, but I don't know if I trust him in a cornerback two position yet. I feel like we do need to go get someone. I mean, Kawhi Williams has been good, but I just still think we need to get another corner. I, and I also think that, um, you know, since George Payton has been there, if you look at – I think that he's made mistakes letting certain guys go and just trying to build within and build through the draft. I mean, I think – to me, one of his biggest mistakes um, as a general manager. I mean, he's been a great. I'm not gonna say I'm not trying to bash him. He's been he's been great, mm -hmm. but um, I'll say that you know just keeping guys on the team like Melvin Gordon, that kind. I mean, to me, he cost us like three games this season. Yeah. Um, I think keeping guys like him on the team, letting guys like guys that want to be in Denver that that are that want to be part of a winning culture. You know, at the time we had guys like Philip Lindsay was there. You know, we kind of just let guys like AJ Johnson go. I mean, I know he was kind of hurt but i mean he he signed i think he signed with seattle and they didn't really yeah. pay him much uh bryce callahan obviously i think that we could have brought him back instead of drafting a going with drafting another corner i just think that like you said veterans man we need more veterans on this team that just can help us win more games i mean it's, it's good to have a young team but to a certain point because then guys get inexperienced guys don't know how to adjust in certain game situations and it's it's costing us 
Yeah, that's I feel like that's going to be a good way to end this episode off and flow into the next one, because our next episode, uh, we will be um, debating over the biggest uh, positional needs for this team. I'm just going to be super excited, uh, super exciting, um, you know, debate about possibly, you know, corner tackle, all those positions that we're going to look into and get, you know, how George Payton can improve this offense and the team as a whole. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, um, with Jordan and I from, uh, you know, ha- you know, happy to get this thing going. I uh, make sure you guys follow him on TikTok at JMX sports. Um, if you guys are listening to the podcast right now, all the way to the end, appreciate it. Appreciate your support so much listening to the end. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you hit the like button, subscribe would mean the world to us. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcast, make sure you leave a rating, follow, have notifications on. So you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. With that being said, hope you guys enjoyed until the next one. Peace.